that can be found on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. That's Safe Money Radio with Brad Pistole. It's time for another snake draft on the Elisha Har Show. Come on, slither it up. Vote for your favorite list on Twitter at 933KWTO or on the Elisha Har Show Facebook page. Well, we've talked a lot about Jay Ashcroft over the past few days. Uh, you know, obviously in the conversations about Joe Biden being taken off the ballot and the upcoming caucus versus primary and his house being swatted. You know, when Jay's dad was going to run for president, he wrote a book called Lessons from a Father. And that's our snake draft today. What are your top lessons your parents taught you? Or maybe just one of the parents, the lessons your parents taught you that you still remember. I'm going to get this thing started. I'm going to take the first pick of the draft. My parents had a lot of sayings, and a lot of the sayings aren't really lessons. But I will tell you, Never do a half job was a lesson that both my dad and my mom used all the time. Obviously, I was homeschooled, so I was with my mom a lot. But then in the summers, I worked with my dad doing construction. Both of them used the phrase liberally and in relation to school and relationship to work. It's a phrase that stuck with me my entire life. I use a variation on that with my children, which is Har's never quit, but never do a half job was my number one pick for this draft. That's a good one. I have I had one similar to that, um, obviously not with the exact same saying, but that is a a good one. I agree. This it's gonna be hard to disagree with parents on yeah, Oh, I'm waiting for you to be like, well that's a terrible lesson. <laughs> your your parents raised you wrong. <laughs> I mean your mom has the you have like ten she has ten commandments, right? So she does have Kathy Har's. It's actually like fifteen commandments. Oh. The problem is a lot a of them. More as, I, lo- I love that God the Lord can narrow it down to ten, but <laughs> your mom could. Well, and the funny thing is, a couple of years ago, they got all got written out and laminated, and they were. I had a copy of my fridge for a while, but a lot of them aren't really commandments. It's like I've had it up to here, and you do the like salute thing at the neck, like I've had it up to here. It doesn't really like a lesson. It's not something you could, other than just like, okay, got got to give mom a little little grace right now. That's that's impressive. That's, My mom, we don't have uh, we don't have set sayings. So yeah, that was never a it's thing. Be a challenge. That was never a thing for me either. Uh, there's there's one. I'll take a a saying. Well, and here's a funny th- story. I was texting my my siblings this morning. I'm like, hey, what are the lessons? Mom, and, and there was a couple of them. I was like, I can't say those on the radio, <laughs> but uh, in the subscription portion of the show, you'll hear them. On the Patreon or OnlyFans of the Elijah Har show, you'll be able to hear <laughs> all of the fun stuff. I uh, I have one that my, my dad taught me a long time ago, and so I learned I was learning the phrases uh, that I need to grow up in the political realm, progressive, conservative, Republican, Democrat, and I, I was having trouble remembering right versus left until my dad said, Garrett, just remember, the right is always right. And that stuck in yeah, my head buddy. to this day. And so now that's how I always remember it. The right is always right. It taught me more than just which side the Republicans and the Democrats were on. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it there. Do you still <laughs> look down and when somebody's like, I need you to do something with your right hand, and you're like, oh, it's my Republican hand. 
No, because I'm a lefty. So that was kind of... Oh! Yeah, I was wondering. You know, there's a little closet liberal going on. <laughs> but the right is always right. It really only teaches you about politics. It still doesn't explain which hand is your right hand. You just got to remember the Republican hand. No, yeah, no. It was... Uh, I heard all these people saying, well, the right says this and the left says this. And so oh, I was like, Dad, got are, it. Is, are we the right or are we the left? Got What's it. going on? And he goes... I'm the one that the, brought the hands into the, the right. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, my daughter, she's still trying to learn her right from left. And I, I keep saying, will you write with your right hand? And it, she goes, well, I don't know. And it's like, you're in second grade. How do you not know which hand you're writing with every single day? I had a, a buddy named Aaron in high school who would literally, he would be driving his car at 10 and 2, and we would go, Aaron, take a left. And he would make the two L's with his hands real quick and then bring it back <laughs> down to 10 and 2, and then sometimes still turn the wrong way. Well, it was say, awesome. if you were my children who still occasionally write their letters backwards, they'd be like, I don't know which one's the right L. <laughs> yeah, I feel that way. That's the way you learn um, where the bread and where your drink go when you're setting a table. You make a B and D with your hands. Oh. But then I'm like, well, I don't know which one's which. No, the, the amount of times I still to this day will write a D backwards or a B backwards and then have to freeze. Or the other day, the other day I had to write the letter J. And I was like, well, wait, which way? Which way does the J go? <laughs> That's funny. I do. I feel kind of bad because you were thinking, you know, right, you know, right is right or you write with your right. What do people like Garrett, when you're growing up left handed, how do people remind you what your left hand is? They just hit you. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't there's no like hefty lefty. I don't know what the like the, the mnemonic is or something. There, there isn't one. They're like, Garrett, try to throw a, an imaginary baseball and I'll throw it. And they'll be like, OK, don't use the other one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have two picks, right? I okay. Yep. I'm I'm picking two easy ones, but they kind of go hand in hand. Every time the doors of church are open, you are at church. Ah, that's a, that's a good one. So this wasn't a saying; it was just a way of life. Sunday morning. This was in the 80s and 90s. So Sunday night and Wednesday night, doors of church are open. You are at church. Usually we were in pew four. Um, my mom liked to sit in the front. It wasn't really my thing. So when I got to junior high, I then went to the back and sat with my friends. But, um, you know, if the doors of the church are open, you should be there. I like that one. It's funny. I was, I saw this meme a couple of days ago ripping on public school. And it's like, yeah, put your kids in government indoctrination schools five days a week. But they'll pray to paint a pretty picture of Noah in a boat on Sunday and that'll save them. And it was sort of, you know, yeah. I was like, oh, man, that's true. And then so I had to go through. I'm like, all right, w what all do I do with my children that is is bringing that? So, yeah, I, I had to go through and start to quantify that. You're right. Sunday night service is not really a thing anymore. Not a thing. It was was actually, I love Sunday night um, when growing up. That so. was a big controversy in my church in Lebanon growing up. We stopped Wednesday night services. Wednesday night or Sunday Sunday night? Sunday night. Sorry, excuse me. We stopped Sunday night services around, I think I was like, 15, 16. So I was kind of at the age where like, eh, it doesn't really bother me a whole lot. But I was, we did a, we eventually started up like a rotation thing where you do small groups on the first Sunday night and then a real service on the second and then like a, 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 a short a worship night. And then eventually it just died out. It just, no, there was no. The that, mistake they made was not offering you the chance to just preach Sunday night sermons. That would have been great. And I, you know. 
It would have, uh, maybe not at 16. That might not have been the best idea at 16, but now, So Jesus was like a totally cool bro, man. Yeah, Jesus was like, great, man. Have you guys heard this new Joel Osteen sermon? Like, yeah, it would have been a lot, a lot different than how I want to preach now, which you can reach out and have producer Garrett preach at your show for a very small fee of zero dollars. <laughs> I loved Sunday help. nights because I sat with my friends. Well, when I was really little, we had Bible drill. So... Uh, I don't remember what, I think that was what they called it, but it was essentially you would race who could find, you all stood in a line with a Bible, one hand on top, one hand on the bottom, and then they would be like, um, Matthew, and Matthew 4. Yeah. And it was a race, and then you'd have to put your finger on it, step forward, and of course I was the champion, and then they would put us on display Sunday nights, they would make us go up on stage and do these races in front of everybody. Um, but I enjoyed that, of course, it was a good, healthy competition, and... We also had a history teacher, a, a public high school history teacher who went to our church who was older, and our church was on TV on Sunday morning, so only certain people were allowed to sing the special, you know, they don't really do special music anymore. <laughs> no, but, that's not a thing. Um, but Sunday night, which wasn't televised, they did like the B-listers, and there was a history teacher who loved to tell a story about, you know, a dark and perilous stormy night on a ship when it went down and three people died. And then so-and-so pinned these famous words. And then he would, like, launch into whatever hymn it was that had been written. So you got a little history lesson and then a, and then a hymn. That was our Sunday night experience. On su- not on Sunday mornings. No, that was Only not allowed on, on TV. <laughs> okay, so my number two pick is... You know, luckily, we've done three of our 12 <laughs> picks and we're... 10 minutes in. <laughs> flying These through are good These are great. Um, I knew this would be a fun month. Uh, my number two pick is, if the election polls are open, you better be there. So, <laughs> every time... Church is open, go. Polls are open, go. Yeah. Is the third one, if your job is open, go. <laughs> one of my favorite lines as a kid was, America was built by people that go to church on Sunday, go to work on Monday, and go to vote on Tuesday. I feel like you're just dovetailing yeah, all this. It's a similar thing, but... um. Yeah, my mom voted, you know, every local, state, federal election, every primary. We went, we went with her, we got the stickers, we did the thing. There was no Facebook at the time, so we weren't taking selfies. But, um, yeah, showing up to the polls and voting is your duty. So I learned that from my mother. Very nice. I learned a a similar lesson from... My dad, so mad respect. Taking the kids to the polls, always a good thing to do. Um, That is a good one. I am going to access my notes app because I totally um, missed it. Um, I'm just, I'm going to go with a pretty simple one. Shush. That's going to be my whole, <laughs> that's my whole pick. I don't feel like that one took in your life. Shush. No, it didn't. Uh, actually... <laughs> Surprisingly, it did. You should have seen. You should have seen thirteen-year-old me when it came to talking. That was a lot. But uh, just yeah, you shut up. Sometimes it's not that bad. It's not that hard either. Just to you know, kind of stay quiet. Uh, children should be seen and not heard. And in my case, some adults should probably be not seen and not heard either. So that is a an important lesson, either for me or for a lot of people. Just maybe maybe stay quiet sometimes. You know. Not always that uh, not always that important for you to talk. All right, um, my I, I got wrap around now. Uh, the the next one I'm going to go with is life's not fair. 
that was a common staple from Kathy Har growing up. And it's funny because I've started to utilize it with my children because they're constantly coming to me. And this is what happens. You have a bunch of them. Well, so-and-so got to do this. Do I get to? And it used to be, I spent a long time trying to be like, well, the reason they're doing it and you can't is, and coming up with some convoluted explanation or being like, oh yeah, that's fine. They're doing it. You can do it too. But I was like, I can't keep doing this. And fine, I'm just got the problem. Yeah, well, that's, it's just, they're going to get to do it and you're not going to get to it. But that's not fair. Well, life's not fair. And it's a really quick three word response to your children at any time that you're like, you're right. I, I don't have time to create an exact, equitable, just system. So life's not fair. And you know what? When you become an adult, you realize how unfair life often is. That is true. Um, I've seen this interaction. My child is a part of it now sometimes. Well, they got to do this. And uh, I'm really tired of the negotiating. So I, I like, sorry, not fair. Just deal with it. That's just, if that's the hardest it gets for you, I think you'll be fine. And what you can do then is when you say life's not fair and they start to talk, then you go to Gareth's line, which is, shh. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and if that, and then if they start screaming, we're, okay, we're going to church. <laughs> yeah, yes. Three, three step process for dealing with children right there. Okay. Uh, number three one, uh, again, per parents to your children. I don't know if this was to talk about. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. My mom used that always growing up, which was a great thing to say. But now as an adult, I'm like, you know, sometimes you got to say not nice things. I think the world's too full of people that only say nice things. I probably agree with that, but sometimes if they're people you have to see all the time or you love them, you have to find a nice way to say nice or a, a nice way to say not nice things. But um, I will say that your mother has perfected the art of not saying something when she shouldn't, but she it's clear she wants to. <laughs> what i mean hey can i get your opinion on this oh that's a that's interesting <laughs> oh interesting hurts interesting <laughs> oh i mean i have to use it all the time now oh that's interesting uh i use it 90 percent of the time with my children because i'm like there's a cacophony of people talking to me and i can't listen to all of them all the time so a lot of times she's like what do you think dad i'm like oh that's interesting <laughs> Exactly. no idea what you said uh, my other one is tell me more <laughs> we can do a little uh inside baseball here elijah i don't know if you uh -oh. know i don't know if you know this about me on the show or not but there are Ooh, times a secret there, yeah this is this this could get me fired there are there are certain times on the show and it's it's a two-hour show every single day uh not 365 days of the year but pretty close to it five days a week and there are times where i zone out what? And if you'd ask never. me a question. You know, I, you <laughs> I could ask my family. I've never been a big daydreamer. <laughs> That's actually 100% not true. I daydream all the time as a kid, and I still struggle with that as an adult. Yeah, I will be off in a different world, and you'll say, what do you think about that interaction, Garrett? And I will look at you, and every time I go, you think, it'll be interesting to see. You think, <laughs> I, don't, you think I don't know this? I know when you've, because you'll look at me with like a blank slate, be like, like you're searching for what's a generic enough response. Like, is it sort of a maybe yes or a maybe no? I don't know. Yeah, it's that that happens fairly often. <laughs> um, my third pick. This is one that I do not struggle with anymore. Thank goodness. But I used to struggle with a lot as a child. 
don't run around naked. I feel like modesty is important. <laughs> and this is one of those lessons I had to learn really early on in life. Hey, when you get out of the bathtub or the shower or wherever, whatever you've been doing, let's take a few minutes to put some clothes on first. So that that's going to be my third pick. Don't run around uh, naked. <laughs> that makes me laugh because I'm just yesterday was telling someone that we're in the process of figuring out window shades and blinds and I'm like, but do we really need them? I mean, you know, I just, I don't care. And it's like, well, if you're going to live in a neighborhood, you better care. My, my stepdad always said, you want to get to a point in life where you can pee off your back porch and not pee anybody off about it. I don't disagree. Oh, that's, that's a good line. Yeah. I like, I like that I, one a lot. I, I, Is I, that your fourth pick? No, but it, I could have been. It might be now. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> no, uh, don't run around naked. That's the final pick. And now, man, when Wait, I lived alone, I shed that rule so fast, and now I have roommates again, and I forget sometimes, and it has led to some almost awkward situations. But we can we can keep going to the next pick here. Um. Okay. I think my third pick is eat healthy. How to eat healthy. Lessons I learned. Eating healthy. So we did not have junk cereal in our house. There were no Lucky Charms. There was no Captain Crunch. I would have to go to my friend's house for that stuff. We had oatmeal or cream of wheat or eggs or toast every day. Very healthy. My lunch for 12 years. A turkey sandwich, a bag of baby carrots, and a yogurt. What does my child get for her lunch now? A turkey sandwich, uncured now. We know uncured now. Baby carrots, she doesn't like yogurt, so she gets fruit and other things. But um, I could eat salad morning, noon, and night. And I think this is because I grew up in a house that just didn't have junk food. We didn't have dessert every day. It wasn't sitting around. We didn't eat out. We didn't have popcorn, pizza, all that craziness. So in the moment, there were times I didn't love it. And I was um, known for hoarding junk food in my bedroom that I would um, find. I would use like you know money I found or whatever and buy M and M's and hide them. And then we ended up having mice. But that's sort of a side story. Um, I feel like that's the main story. Here. You know, well, I was hiding peanut butter cheese crack <laughs> peanut butter and cheese crackers in my drawers, and then we got mice. I always um, love these stories on the radio. I assume your mom knows this. Oh yeah. Okay. Knows. I always we like telling stories about out. what you did hid from your parents as kids because I'm always like, ooh, when they find out, what do they think? What do they think? Well, um, I had a cousin in Kansas City. My aunt, my aunt bought me a five pound bag of M and M's, and I hid it in an old suitcase in my bedroom. And I would sneak M and M's because I like junk food. But um, now I'm back to I still like junk food, but I've just always eaten healthy, and I think it was just because that's that's what we did. Wait, I have a, I have another pick now, don't I? You do. Okay. Final one. Um, be smart with your money. I learned how to coupon and shop the shop the deals and budget from my mom. <laughs> I, I I have very similar parental so, upbringing. Um, my mom had a shoebox that had little dividers with all the coupons, and our friends at church would bring us coupons, and we would cut them out, and then we would read the ads, and it would be like Kleenex is. Three for a dollar this week at wherever. And then we'd have a coupon that was 50 cents and then they would double the coupon. So we would get three boxes of Kleenex for free. Um, so I grew up 
doing that and I've always been kind of a penny pincher and um, a budget person, which is probably how I ended up in the field that I'm in and why the M stands for money. I always like to say that um, my parents, page two paybacks, there was every day in the Springfield News Leader, there used to be a free coupon on the second page of the Springfield News Leader and it'd always be something stupid like, uh, a small fry for McDonald's, which they expect you to come in and be like, oh, I'll get the burger too. And we just show up with this every Friday. We'd go run errands and we'd have seven page two paybacks from the week. And he'd be like, oh, a, a comb from a barber shop and a small fry for McDonald's. You usually run around town picking up all your free stuff. And my Love parents, we I passed on to my kids because my kids know, like, we'll go to the mall and be like, dad, can we go? Can we go to a store? And they just beeline right for the clearance racks. Yes. We're not, we're not shopping off the rack. We're going to the clearance. If, and if it's anything less than 50% off, I'm not looking at it. 40% off doesn't cut it. It's got to be 65 or 70% off before we're considering it. Agree. Love the clearance racks. All right. Manage your money is a good one. I spend too much money at the store. Anyway, uh, my final pick is apologize. This is like the Aww. biggest one. It's that, a good one. Yeah. Especially when you're growing up with siblings. My my parents would not not only would we have to be in timeout, not only would we have to, you know, not have any video games or get our baseball glove taken away or whatever. Uh, we would also at the end always have to apologize, and it had to be sincere. And if it wasn't sincere, then it, 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 the punishment would just continue. Like it was legitimate. And I remember what's cool is. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. But really what apologizing, uh, how it was emphasized to me was there were three or four times where my dad would suspect that I did something, think I was lying, ground me, and then about a day or two later found out it was somebody else or that somebody else did that or that it wasn't true. And my dad would apologize to me, a first grader, second grader, third grader. I've never seen that in a in a parent relationship really that dad was just hey you know what i was wrong i'm sorry about that buddy that never i feel like that doesn't happen very often and so that's that would was huge for me i love it um the counselors these days will say that apologizing to your children is the single number one trust building thing you can do um hey mommy made a mistake or better mommy made a bad choice or mommy yelled or whatever. Yeah. And I'm sorry um, that it, it brings your kid closer to you. So I love hearing your example of that. And we were just discussing this because the point of having siblings, one of the points is to learn how to interact and work with other people and teaching kids how to apologize to each other and to own up to when they do something wrong. Um, Cause you know, Oh, it wasn't me. It was them is like, we hear that a million times a day. Yep. So, Nope, we got to own it, name it, claim it, and apologize for it. Yep, I remember. I think in the in the eighteen or eighteen years that I lived under my dad's roof. Now he only had to deal with me half the time, obviously, because we were we were split from before I was even born. Um, it was always. I I, th- I think he yelled at me a total of three times. I feel like That's three good. or four times in the eighteen years that I lived under his roof. Just great. Now, don't get me wrong. I got yelled at from other directions. There were it, it takes a village to yell at Garrett, but dad, not never really from dad. So that was that was always cool. 
Final final result. I know this has been a long segment, so we're going to have to run through this one. My dad's lesson, never vote for a Democrat. And people <laughs> laugh at that, but I can still remember my dad being like, you know what? One time in 1976, I thought this Baptist from from Georgia was a good person, and I voted for Jimmy Carter, and I'll never make that mistake again. I can still remember my dad saying that to me and to other people. That's uh, that's that's the last lesson of the day. We're out of time, so a quote of the day, as we do every day. We never know the love of a parent till we become parents ourselves. We'll see you tomorrow on the Elijah Har Show. To the New York Island From the Redwood Forest To the Gulf Stream waters This land